Week four, it's over, and we have instant reactions for you from this league, Fantasy Football. I hope your phones worked. Did everybody get the alert today? Sure did. Yeah, it scared the piss out of me. I was in the middle of leading a meeting, and it went off, and everybody, like, jumped. I was thinking, was... like, the worst possible scenarios where that could have happened for somebody because it just happened to everybody. I don't know. It was supposed to come at 2.20, and it came at 2.18. That's Joe Biden, keeping you on your toes, just like this league pod does. How about that transition? (laughs) What a line. (laughs) Facts. Y'all boys ready for this? Howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yeehaw. That's right. Welcome in. Word to your mother to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 68, that is. Episode 7 of Season 4. It is the evening of October 4th. You got the usual crew. It's your boy, Chris, manager of Team Fairlife. We have Aaron Hunt, manager of Let Russ Microwave. What is happening, everybody? Another day, another dollar. And, of course, coming back, better looking, stress-free more than ever, I'm sure. Tim Raider, manager of Close But No Jamar. For the meantime, and you just reminded me with word to your mother, shout out word to my mother. She now listens to this league podcast. Okay. Let's go. Leah. It sounds like she says we sound like we're having fun. It's enjoyable and it's a good listen. Wow. Wow. I now have a new favorite listener. Sorry, Linda. It's my mom. Um, And of course, uh, Pat Zoom screen for you today because we're coming to you virtual and we have on the show this week, the one, the only, Mr. Tony Bones Jones, Anthony LaPenta, manager of the undisputed, undefeated Team Uninspired Youth. How is it hanging? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages and moms out there. All you moms, thank you for tuning in. Anthony LaPenta, big mom guy. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Should be a good time as he joins us for what will be another pack show for you, as always. Week four review, and we have a little something a little different. We're going to get Anthony's take on the current state of the league, his power rankings, what he thinks, mm. who he thinks is the top dog. And, of course, we have another round of the This League guarantee for you before we get into the week five preview www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can get the latest rosters the latest scores the latest trades and waiver moves so you can keep up with exactly what we're about to talk to you here right now so that way you can communicate with us give us your takes all that good stuff drinks of the week anthony i'm gonna start with you are we sipping on anything special as we're talking about fantasy football I got a little Diet Coke action going on right okay. now, old DC. Oh, yeah, the, the DC, DC you know? baby. The little hey, DC. you know, you can't, you can't, uh, can't have those empty calories, you know? Got to go with the low cal, no sugar, 
keeps me alive. I'm going to be alive till I'm 130 because of this. A glass of Diet Coke a day, or DC, I guess is the cool kids call it. I had no are idea. You, are you drinking, you drinking those on the job site with Hayden? I am drinking them on the job site with Hayden. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> We're building them houses out there. Oh, you yeah. by Diet Coke. Throwing back some cold ones. Yeah. <laughs> the boys. Give me another yes, DC. Sir. Tim, what about mm-hmm. you, man? Me and what, all the... what are we sipping? We're deviating slightly. We still don't have that ML podcast uh, sponsorship. So we're going with some Blue Mountain tonight. All right. The Puka Nakua beer. Yeah. Puka Nakua light. Puka Nakua is light. Aaron, what are we sipping on, man? Chris, you would be proud. Got myself a nooner, baby. How about it? All the boys having fun today. I got the MC. Absolutely. We do not have a player named after Miller Lite, but I feel like we should maybe try try to change that if we're going for that. All beautiful, lucrative sponsorship, you know. You've got that big sign. You need to put it in the background. Now we're talking. Now we're talking the journey, the This League journey to a sponsorship of our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into a week four review. Boy, oh boy, we have some teams that are undefeated that we were like, what? We have some teams at one and three that are like, what? We have some teams at three and one that were like, okay. Because week four is over, ladies and gentlemen. So I feel like there were a lot of close matchups this week. There, I think the blowout, the biggest blowout was only like 30 points or something like that. It was. It was uh, Hayden and Anthony, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of close games, no gimmies this week. And that's kind of surprising considering... Clayton played a good team, and Zach played a good team. And obviously, we are going to get into all of that, and we are going to start with Mr. Clayton in a matchup in the Chipotle division. It was your boy and Team Fairlife coming into this one at 1-2, and two, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket also at 1-2. and two. Hey, Chris, I feel like I had the pleasure to introduce you to the Chipotle division via Aaron in some previous matchups. Yes. And this is the lighter side of Chipotle. This is when you get the brown rice or maybe you get the salad instead of starting <laughs> the rice base, you know. It's a lot sunnier over here. Yes. Clayton's got to feel good after a one and two start. You know, you think that this is a good way to get right. Uh, Clayton, on the other hand, you know, possibly friskier than we thought. Oh, yeah. You know, guys that we all like now. So, Definitely a matchup worth uh, giving the time to. And Chris, welcome back, Alvin Kamara. Oh, baby. How many targets? How many targets? 13, 13 catches? Come on. 13 catches for like what, 33, 33 yards. yards. I don't even know how that works. It, it's been beaten down. You know, all the podcasts are talking about it, but like he broke the record for yards, like least amount of yards with 13 catches by like 50%. So this is how stretch one every every week, huh? Just just having a guy yeah. get 13 catches just off the rip. Yeah, this is how stretch did it. So welcome back, Kamara. I mean, and then how, how how do you even look at this without saying Josh Allen? Can I get the drop? <laughs> Allen himself, He's 44 back. and a half points. Somebody might have said the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. I don't know who that was. But, you know, it's not looking like a great take right now. The same guy who said the Lions were going to finish in the NFC North, right? Finish last? Yeah, yeah. I don't need to own up to it. It's fine. It's whatever. So, you know, uh, Josh Allen, four touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. What a day. 
Uh, Najee Harris, you know, giving a little bit of life with some points, but the last last thing on the team here, Kyron Williams, steal of the year. Yeah, I mean, he looks 27 points. I don't know how Hayden sleeps at night. That that was just an offseason drop. I mean, yep. it happens to the best of us, but man, does he look good. Mm. Um, so yeah, points galore, Chris's side. Um, on Clayton's side, it you know, quarterback. Joe Burrow's banged up. Three points. Gonna be tough to come back against that when I I just ran through the Josh Allen, all the other points. But Nico Collins, oh. third six points. He's Whoa. a dude, man. Straight he looked, dog. He looked like vintage Kenny Galladay out there. Big, tall, lanky that's, guy. That's actually a good comp. I never heard that. Scoring touchdowns. You know, this year it looks like he's the real deal. He's a, he's a fantasy piece for sure. And off, hot off the press, hot off the waiver wire, Mr. Cole Komet. How about it? That Hayden also that Hayden dropped. dropped. God. Yep. That happened. Two touchdowns against Denver. He's still a, a target leader. For the Bears, which huge question marks around their future. But, you know, Clayton had a huge question mark at tight end. And now maybe he fills it. We'll see. Um, all that to say, it wasn't close in the end. Uh, Chris wins this 142 to 113. Red Rocket, like I said, promising players. But with Burrow banged up and scoring minimal points, like below floor points, it's going to be hard to knock off a, a top team in this league. Yeah, nothing to add there. I just feel like I have a lot of like, this is great, but we'll see kind of players like Kyron Williams. It's like, wow, he came out of nowhere. This is awesome. Devon Achan, it's like, okay, that's great. Is that going to keep going? Jerome Ford, he looked good with the games with Deshaun Watson. Is that going to keep going? I just have a lot of guys that I'm just kind of riding the wave on and hopefully that'll take me to the top. Anthony, Aaron, you guys have anything to add here? The only thing I'll add real quick is uh, it sounds like, or looks like rather, Whoever Hayden drops, you need to pick up immediately because something's good is about to happen whenever that happens. So, yeah, Aaron, you got Kenny G off of him, right? Kenny yeah. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, yeah. I thought you were uh, referencing Kenny Galladay. I was no, like, no, no. <laughs> I won't do Kenny Galladay twice in the same segment. <laughs> yeah. That's how you're talking yeah. about, too. All right, well, now we will move on to the next matchup, and it was a juicy one. I initially had this in the game of the week, but then I thought there was another one that was almost so preposterous that it maybe that belonged in the game of the week. But this was definitely second place. It was a matchup in the Cadoba division between Steven and Mount Passmore coming into this one at 2-1, and one, taking on an undefeated stretch, and Walker, I hardly know her. Coming into this one at 3-0. and And ladies and gentlemen, this one came down to Monday night, actually. I think uh, Stretch needed something like seven points from Kenneth Walker or something. And I'll tell you what. I looked at, I think it was like the third quarter. And I think Kenneth Walker had like one point or something like that. And then I think he eventually scored like a one-yard touchdown that put him over the top. But it really did come down to Monday night. And... Stretch hit me with a Walker, hardly nowhere whenever Kenneth Walker needed to get him seven points. So that was kind of funny. But um, I think even at one point in the first half, he had negative one points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, he'll eventually get there. But it was the third quarter and he was sitting at like zero. And I was like, are we nervous at all? But ended up taking <laughs> care of him. The final score was Steven and Mount Passmore 147 to Stretch 
157, by far the highest total points scored on the week. And Steven, unfortunately, must suffer being the third highest scoring team on the week, but ran into the second highest score on the week and stretch. And guys, Steven came to play. I mean, his studs showed out. You got Stephon Diggs with 36, A.J. Brown with 38, Justin Herbert with 25. You're wondering, how do you lose or how do you only put up 147 numbers or 47 points with those numbers? And guys, it's it's pretty easy. If, if Steven had a competent running back, just a competent running back, he probably wins here. Jarek McKinnon and Dalvin Good Cook get him a combined three Point five points and the worst part about it is there's no help on the way unless he goes out and trades something like there's nobody on his bench that he's like waiting to come back from injury or something like that that's that's the best he's got at this point so if you're Steven you got to kind of be a little concerned there um, and for stretch I mean AR Anthony Richardson let me know if this is too early to say might be looking like the pick of the draft so far the pick of the rookie draft he got him at 107 and he is just already a bona fide top five quarterback when he plays. And, and Kyler was a huge question mark for him coming into this season. Yeah. And seemingly doesn't have to worry about quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So then on top of that, I mean, Josh Jacobs got back to his ways, 27 points on 17 carries there. And everybody else on his squad basically played to their floor. Sam Laporta continued looking great as well. And to top it all off, there's a little guy, named David Montgomery on his bench that is probably going to rub 30 carries in Hayden's week or Hayden's face every single week and just spite Jameer Gibbs. So Hayden, it's good to know that you get to join the pain that Tim and I felt owning DeAndre Swift on the Detroit Lions. So have fun with that one. Your final score there again, 147-157. Stretch moves to 4-0, and and Steven falls to 2-2. Two and two, But I thought Steven showed that he's at least capable of putting up those kind of numbers this week. If you guys are Steven, what what do you do about running back? Are you just kind of letting it ride? Do you see how many wins you can get up until the trade deadline? I mean, what's the strategy? Because it feels very much like he could go either way on his season. And that's It's a tough question. He's got a top four pick in the 2024 draft that is Zach's that, you know, it seemed like he was going to rebuild. And now all of a sudden that pick could go get a top running back on the market. So like, I don't know that I, I have a, a good answer for you. I think it's, it's going to be a, a tough question all in or not. Yeah. I think the hard question for him too, is like, if he wanted to trade, say like one of his wide receivers to a, probably a contender, maybe who has a good running back. I mean, Zach has a lot of running backs, so that seems like a match made in heaven there, but like he doesn't want to get rid of Stefan Diggs or AJ Brown. And I feel like these really elite teams don't want any of his running backs in return if they're going to be giving him two running backs, you know? So I think that yeah. that's something he probably runs into as well. Um, any thoughts on this, Anthony, before we move on to the next matchup? Well, I'm kind of looking at maybe just log jams at a position, you know, the decisions he has to make. And he pretty much has to make a decision every week if it's going to be Deshaun Watson or Justin Herbert. When they're both healthy. So I don't know. Maybe you turn one of those into uh, you t send that to a quarterback needy team and maybe you get a decent running back in return. But yeah, I don't know. It, I I feel for him. I know what it's like to not have good running backs. So yeah. <laughs> I feel him there. I feel that. All right. 
Well, actually, Anthony, we'll go ahead and throw it over to you for a, another Kadoba clash between Tim and close but no Jamar coming into this one at one and two, taking on Don and in Jigba's in Paris coming into this one at one and two as well. Yes, sir. So the game honestly did not go either way that I thought or Sleeper thought that it was going to, honestly. Uh, Don actually takes this one 130.32 to 130.26. from the kid. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Put the kids to bed, Don. Well, I thought what should have been possibly like a get-right game for Tim, I feel like ended up being a huge W for Don. Um, and with this win, Don even jumped Tim in the Kidoba division ranking. So I think that's kind of big, to be honest. But um, moving on, looking down Don's lineup, uh, Brock Purdy led the way, 23.3. Followed by Terry McLaurin, 22.6. Ayuk with 20. And then, heck, anytime you can get, shoot, anything positive from a defense, let alone 19 points with the Vikings defense, that's pretty nice. And then over on Tim's side, he was competing. Jalen Hurts, 28. Pacheco, 24. Lamb, 14. Jamar Chase, followed him suit right there. Pacheco Uh, is a blast to, to watch run. He's so fast. He runs like it's the road took runner. his lunch money, man. He is literally upset. the road runner. God. Yeah, man. And uh, looking at Tim, I don't know. The things that I think hurt Tim the most, Aaron Jones putting up 2.4. That's a killer. You're needing Aaron Jones to perform, um, especially that RB1 position. Um, I thought one thing that was kind of weird was that he, he was hurt, and then he was supposed to get a full workload, like, ahead of the game. And then post-game, apparently the coach said that he was on a pitch count, which wasn't revealed till after the post-game. So, I don't know. That oh, That's just kind of weird. I know that. That stinks. But, uh, stinks for nothing. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Darren Waller, God, the Giants. The Giants look inept. They just don't. They kind of remind me. They look a little bit like the Colts when we had Matt Ryan, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It's ugly. I don't like it. Um, But I'm curious about you guys. How do you guys feel about DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think that he's washed. I think he's still – I think the talent's still there, but I don't know. I don't think the fit has been very good with him in Tennessee. But it's still early. There's a lot of season left. But You know, I was I was actually really surprised whenever – teams he revealed that teams weren't calling him in the offseason like he was like you know I want to go to these win now teams and nobody called him and the Titans weren't even on his list but they gave him like the best offer and the best show when he came to visit so I was kind of surprised and I was like I'm surprised that these teams don't want to get a veteran that they don't have to pay a lot that's probably still got juice but now maybe you're seeing why that it was maybe only the Titans that wanted him yeah I think with D-Hop Really, at this stage in his career, I view him, instead of a matchup-proof option, he's more of a matchup-dependent option, where if you have a good matchup in play, he most certainly can be in the lineup. And I'll talk about this a little later on in the pod, but uh, he plays the Colts this week. I think he's a great start. Yeah, fire him up. (laughs) Fire up D-Hop against the Colts secondary. My, but my, if he goes if he goes up against a, a tougher defense, it's harder to trust him. 
Yeah, I think my, my D-hop take is nobody liked the fit with the Titans, right? Nobody likes Tannehill. He can't really sling it. But he's, he does still look good on the field, in my opinion. And what doesn't show up in the stat box, you know, he had a 70-yard flea flicker touchdown bounce off his fingertips just out of reach in the first quarter against the Bengals. Oh, like, you know, points galore bombs. So I, I think he still looks good. It's just a matter of, you know, you're right. The, the Tannehill Titans fit isn't, it's just not great. I feel you. I agree. And then, Tim, I got to ask you, Jonathan Taylor. Fire him up. How? He's in there. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. He's in there. We're playing him. He's in there, dog. Please. 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 I'm right there with you. I'm in you. the dog. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, honestly, oh, Tim, I felt like this was this was a game you had to win. I know there was oh, a, there, you got a tough schedule ahead of you. Um, a lot of fab has been spent. Tony doesn't like that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, I know. I feel like I was thinking about our deal with C.D. Lamb and Joe Mixon and Ramondre, and it felt like I unintentionally traded you my running back problem that I that had plagued me for so long. And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts and see, did you foresee that happening? Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? What are your thoughts? I think it's definitely, I mean, 100% a running back depth that I've struggled with Jonathan Taylor out. But I, it's, it's a trade that I would do, uh, you know, if we were talking about it right now, I'd, I'd do it again to get the young upside wide receiver um, just waiting on running backs to get healthy. It's early in the year still. And I feel like I've had a few things the ball not bounce my way. Um, like but, 130 points from Don. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's wild. If I'm going to stand up on my soapbox, can we get rid of defenses in fantasy football? <laughs> All right, here we are. I got my notepad week one. Uh, my scoring differential was plus one week two minus 12 week three minus 21 week four minus 18 through four weeks of the season i am minus 50 points at the defensive spot i love this so much i love this so much 50 points negative from the defense team defense i'm yeah i, I yeah whatever I'm getting reamed by by team defense. (laughs) I think just simply because Kyle has the Cowboys defense, we should 100% eliminate all defenses. (laughs) Yep. Commissioner speaks, we're getting rid of defenses and retroactively pulling them, and I'm probably three and one. (laughs) Yep. That's crazy. What a stat. (laughs) That sounds official. That's right. All right, well, wrapping up here, uh, we're going to look at Don's side real quick. Uh, with the win, Don is tied for second in the Kidoba division. And I think the question on everybody's mind is, can the guy keep this up? It's a two-game winning streak right now. I, I don't know. I think he's my X factor uh, in the Kidoba division this year. I don't know about you guys, but I can honestly see some world where Don ends up being the second seed. He... God forbid, and it well, no. If something happened to somebody on Kyle's team, God forbid. <laughs> that sounds like right? a threat. <laughs> God forbid something were to happen to somebody on Kyle's team. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but if Don Talking through his kept teeth. pace, he end up number one in that division. I feel like the Kidoba division, it's just vulnerable right now. It's wide open. So a guy like Don could sneak in. That's uh, I'm looking forward to Don and Steven's matchup next week. That's really going to separate the dog from the pound. You know, One of those guys going to three and two and the other not. I'm looking forward to that one. But yes, your final score on that one, and or ooh, skipped ahead. Sorry about that. Your final score on that one was Don one thirty to Tim's one thirteen. Tim falls to one and three. Don improves to two and two. Going on to your next matchup, it was our matchup to watch last week, and it did have quite a bit of implications in the Chipotle division. We're talking about Hayden and Tua Infinity and Beyond coming into this one at one and two, taking on Mister Anthony, Mister Team Uninspired Youth undefeated coming into this one and gentlemen this one was a high scoring affair really not super surprising between the hottest team in the league right now the man is on the podcast in the flesh anthony and team uninspired just he's like going up against planned. the team he's on the podcast just like we planned. And, he, and he goes up against a team that's really trying to prove their relevance in hayden the man's one and two heading into this matchup. Feels like his team has been performing well, but just can't get over the hump. Was really looking to bounce back this week. And I'll tell you what, Puka tried his best to help him and continues to dominate. He had 31 points this week. Looks to be a fixture in the lineup, at least until Cooper Cup gets back. To be determined once Cooper Cup is back and gets in the swing of things, we'll see how that affects how dominant puka can be going forward derrick henry back to his old ways guys 26 points and honestly i have to give credit to hayden here if it were me and his position based off of the performance last week i might have benched him i might have been like hey man you are old he has been pretty unsexy yeah it's not the winter time yeti season isn't here ride the pine but instead it pays off in a big way he keeps him locked in at the flex and gets a really nice performance from him. The rest of his team outside of Bijan just had very mediocre performances. And apparently Gibbs is just a guy, I guess. God, what's he, your real, real real quick, if I may, and Anthony, feel free to jump in here. What's your I I I actually feel comfortable asking the question, what is your panic level on a dynasty value for Jameer Gibbs right now? Like, cause people drafted him thinking top five dynasty running back right now and will be for the next four or five years. That's what the thought was. That's what like the generally accepted principle was, but it's like, they're not ramping him up and David Montgomery game time decision, 30 carries and David Montgomery signed for like four years. Like what is your like honest perception of him in dynasty football right now? Definitely a little bit lower. Yeah. go, Go ahead, Anthony. I was just going to say, like, I, it sucks because, like, he used so much draft capital to get this guy. He did. And you just don't expect, like, yeah, when you draft him, sure, David Montgomery's there. But you're not expecting 32 carries out of David Montgomery. Like, I don't know. The, I think the talent is there with Jameer Gibbs, but, like, what we, I guess the fit isn't there. Even though it's a run first team, you would think it'd be perfect, but. David Montgomery, man, it, I I think until we see David Montgomery, I don't know, slow down, get hurt, something, 
right now he's playing so well that I guess he deserves to get the ball that much. But until proven otherwise, I feel like Jameer Gibbs is just kind of hanging out. So my, I have two answers for this season specifically. My panic level is a nine, nine out of ten. Like he's not going to be relevant as long as David Montgomery is like healthy. Flex, but he's not going to be like your stalwart, no matter what RB two that you draft him to be. Right, low end flex that's getting eight to twelve touches a game has some potential to have an explosive play here and there, but probably not much of an impact. Honestly, dynasty wise. I'm probably at like a three or four maybe. And the reason I say that is because this team is going to ride David Montgomery into the freaking ground. They are going to give him so many carries. It's kind of abusive. How does it's almost to the point where (laughs) when, when is he going to get hurt? Not if, and when he does, and inevitably this tread that he's getting on the tires because of all of the workload that he's getting. I mean, I think it's just, not going to be sustainable past two years. I, I think that they have an out in his contract after 2024. He's only guaranteed 3 million of his salary in 2024. So he really, he's a cut candidate if he doesn't play to the level that he does now, uh, you know, after the 2024 season. So I, I think there's a lot of potential still with Jameer Gibbs long-term, but definitely for this year, I, I'm panicking. Yeah, tons of tons of panic. I'm somewhere in between. I'm probably like sitting at a six seven overall. Um, all all of the offseason doubt just comes back to the front of my mind. Can a running back that's 200 pounds or less be a long term value in the, in the NFL? You know, we're seeing it with wide receivers. You know, they're getting smaller and slimmer, and they're doing just fine. Um, but you know, we've got case of Gibbs and a case of Achan. Um, explosive dudes that are gonna that can put up points for your NFL team and your fantasy team, but will they last? Slash, will they ever get twenty five carries a game? I don't, I don't know. Well, Achan's just in the perfect system for what he brings to the table. Achan got so, eighteen carries week three. <laughs> He's going to die. <laughs> yeah, you can't give Devon Chan is going plus. to die if you keep giving him 18 carries. Like the fantasy owner, right. I'm like, I love it, but I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's, Didn't he like separate his shoulder on like the first yeah. carry and use it or something? He's like 12 pounds. All right. I, we got a little off track there. I'm sorry, Aaron. Yeah. Finish up with the matchup. No worries. We'll keep it going. Um, for Hayden, he needs Mahomes in a big way in this matchup to keep pace, right? I mean, it starts with him, but the Jets' D just poured some water on the fire that he had been cooking with in recent weeks, and that really hurt big time. Going into that matchup, he needed a vintage 35-point performance from Patrick Mahomes, and it, he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. 15 points from him. Um yeah, so I just think with Hayden, he had some good performances, some floor plays, but when you turn to the other side on Anthony's team, I mean, guys, CMC looks like he will just yet again He's a cheat code, put dude. His, his entire team on the back and just going to lead teams across the fantasy football spectrum to, to ships. I mean, 49 points from him in this one. Had four touchdowns, looked just unbelievable. 
And in that 49ers offense, it, it's just beautiful to watch, really. Lamar's on a super nice three-week stretch here. Had a 30-point bomb from him. Been scoring consistently in the high 20s. You love to see that. J.J. had 27 per usual. Just an absolute walk in the park for him. Feels like he just blinks and gets 25. He really just had floor outputs everywhere else. And honestly, that's that's all you need for Anthony's roster makeup. I think it is disappointing that Amari Cooper only had two points. Really the only concern to maybe look at further for Anthony's roster and something that he probably has his eye on is, okay, these flex positions, like let's get uh, some consistency there week in and week out. But outside of that, it's just hard to argue that he, at this point in the season, is the clear front runner to get right back to the championship yes, for that nut. If he keeps this up and then with Clayton on deck next week, I mean, this show will just keep rolling, I believe. So final score in this one is Anthony 165 to Hayden's 136. Did you guys know Justin Jefferson's the number two overall scorer in fantasy football right now? Like any position. Like that's wild. That's his. Oh, I like I knew he was like doing well, but I did not know he was just popping off again this season like this. And Christian McCaffrey's number one. Exactly where I was going. God, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Lord, help you us. You know what this reminds me it? of? This kind of this kind of reminds me of when Stretch had Kamara and Kyler Murray yeah. in 2020. If Clayton still had CMC on his roster, he would be a playoff team. Oh, absolutely. It, it, yeah. I mean, that's a huge bag fumble. Probably, like, actually. Anthony gave up pennies for him in retrospect. You know, hindsight 2020. But still... Congrats, Anthony. Good work. Anthony, do you, do you remember what that trade was off the top of your head? Uh, I know. I also received Curtis Samuel. So I got Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and a third-round pick yep. for Jeff Wilson, Dawson Knox, <laughs> a 2024 first, and a 2024 second. Oh, my God. Dawson Knox, baby! Woo! His 2024 first is going to be picked 1-9 or one ten. Oh man! All is right. Christian McCaffrey for MVP out of the realm of possibility? I don't think so. I think he is right now. He's he's got to be number one through four weeks. I don't know who you put above him. Yeah, I mean, certainly the RBs. I yeah. think the only guy, the person in question, is Devon Achan. <laughs> Shut up, yeah, baby. <laughs> Love that guy. All right. Well, thank you for that, Aaron. Congrats to Anthony again and Hayden falling to one and three. You don't love it. You don't love it. But we got the Cadoba Chipotle classic coming up soon. So hopefully we can get right there. Let's move on to our final game of the week. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, did we just witness the biggest upset in this league history. Zach played above expectation, but Aaron, Jesus Lord, where did your, are your pants okay? Like, did your poop go through your pants? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, below, below expectation is a compliment. God. But at the end of the day, the uh, biggest upset in this league history Another reminder, Aaron came into this one, number one of the power rankings, and then 
uh, Zach was number 10. <laughs> but Aaron ekes out a 97 to 94 victory. Now, let me remind you, Aaron, Aaron's point totals this year, 151, 154, 198, which was the second highest in this league history last week. And we decided to drop down to 97. I mean, good. Hey, what happened? What happened, brother? And I knew I could tell you what happened. He decided to join the Stephen Tim train of deciding just not to have a soul at running back this week. Just, just don't need one. Don't need one. Kenneth Gainwell, get in the lineup. I'll give you, I'll take five points. Raheem Mostert, number one running back of the year. Ah, 3.5 is fine. That's cool. That's that. That's all right. Eckler was out. Barkley was out. And then he even started to he decided to start Kenny Gainwell over the Gus Bus, which newsflash, Gus Bus also didn't do anything. So that's a total of eight points from his running back core. But Aaron's strength is his wide receivers, right? They, according to their standards, they're all pedestrian. Ten from Tyreek Hill, fifteen from Devontae Adams, three from T Higgins or T uh, Higgy Ziggy, as some may call him. But his savior that he traded for in the offseason finally came to save him. Mark Andrews with 25 points. He finally gets off the schneid of some lackluster performances according to his standards. But as for Zach, like I said, you overperformed. And no matter what, even if you finish this year 0-13 or whatever like that, your shining grace, it looks like C.J. Stroud is your new quarterback for your roster. He has looked so good. Like if you're feeling down, go look at CJ Stroud's game log on Sleeper and just look at all the green on it. It's actually like very satisfying to look at. No interceptions, averaging two touchdowns a game. Sleeper loves that and he is a baller, dude. Along with that, the Bears almost won. But I think they almost won because they finally decided to feed Khalil Herbert. He did really really well. 18 carries for 103 yards and a tutty. And unfortunately for both squads, though, this could very well be deemed the injury bowl. I mean, for Zach, you had Javante Williams, um, Donald Parham go out mid-game, no points there. And then for Aaron, I mean, you had Devontae Adams go out for a bit with a shoulder. You had T. Higgins go out. So both sides were kind of fighting off injuries this whole time. And Aaron, I mean, it's been a while, but a win's a win. Zach Wilson was making you sweat on Sunday night by decreasing that Chiefs defense point total over the night. That was crazy to watch. But congratulations to you, Aaron. You moved to 3-1. 97-94 to 94 is the final answer, or the final answer, the final score, and you keep Zach winless. I don't really have words for the performance that I put out there. It was garbage, and I still am honestly trying to understand how I won this game because I'm going to give you guys three different ways that I most certainly should have lost this game. But for whatever reason, the Lord was looking down upon my team and allowed me to get to three and one. And the first one was I was, so I was on the sleeper app all day. I was watching these games like a hawk because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to lose to, to Zach. There's no way I'm going to lose. I just kept telling myself that. Brian Robinson is at the one-yard line, gets the carry, fumbles in the end zone, and Terry McLaurin recovers it for a fumble recovery touchdown that takes six points away from Zach. That was the first way. Wow. The second way was 
they were, I believe, at also the one-yard line, the Texans. C.J. Stroud taking them down the field, just slicing and dicing the Steelers. They give Devin Singletary a halfback toss. He throws a touchdown pass. <laughs> Takes another six points away from Zach. And the final one was on Monday Night Football. Zach Wilson's driving. It's tied. He fumbles the snap. And it's recovered by the Chiefs defense, which gives me another point and cushion to beat wow. Zach. It was unbelievable. I was like, I just cannot believe this. Like, I should have lost this six ways from Tuesday. And you win who you win is all I can say. I was elated. I I get (laughs) to three and one. (laughs) I I had trash at my RB position. I was just putting out there. And I just got to get guys healthy. I got hit by the injury bug real bad. And I'm just trying to tread water at this point. So. It was it was wild. I was very anxious the entire day. Well, there you have it. Zach, I mean, 94 points, you go, man. Almost matching your season high from week one. But you'll take 94 points. It gives you, you know, it allows you to not be at a total bi-week status. And now we're going to get into your power rankings this week, but with a twist. Broncos country, let's ride. We have a guest, which means you now get to get another perspective of the power rankings. You get to hear from us every other week. So let's get some 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 fresh blood in here. Anthony, thank you again for joining us. How about you give us your personal power rankings, and then we'll discuss them and why you know we think you're right or wrong. You got it. All right. Let me give it to you. All right. We're going to start at the bottom. I like bottom. Bottom feels good. So we're going to be number 10, big bottom guy, big bottom guy. We're going to start at number 10, Mr. Zach, Breeze Lightning. Okay. All right. I think he showed it. We're going to go on uh, to number nine. We got Clayton, the Red Rocket. Then eight, Don, Jigba's in Mm. Paris. You were just kind of, you were just kind of giving a little pat on the back earlier, putting him at eight like that. No, I was. I was. But we'll see. Number seven, Mount Passmore. Steven. I think Steven and Don are kind of on a similar similar level right now. I think if I could make them high, I would. But Nice. Number six, Tim. Close, but no Jamar. Generous. From, my, from the man. Number five, we got Hayden. Ua, Infinity, and Bajan. Now entering the top four, we have Chris, Team Fairline. I'll take it. Hey. And then number three, we have Kyle with Walker. Hardly know her. Fuck you, Kyle. Number two, we have Aaron (laughs) with Let Russ Microwave. Okay, okay. So who's number one, Anthony? This is awkward. This is awkward. <laughs> Number one, I have myself, Team Uninspired Youth. Man, the, the, the podcast curse is just licking its lips right now. It is just like, I think oh, if we, man. 
have you guys heard Morgan Freeman's take on like racism? If we just stop talking about it, it'll go away. <laughs> I view I view the curse the same way. If we just stop talking about the curse, then it'll it'll just go away. So just leave it at that. <laughs> just, just like racism. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. All right. Um oh, okay, this I feel typical. like power ranking conversation <laughs> yeah all right i do feel like your rankings are pretty similar to our last go around i think if i had to point out anything kyle all the way up at three if we were to do him this week we may have joined you but um you know i think we maybe took a little long to warm up to kyle maybe versus you did and any context you want to add to these um well i'll go i'll go ahead and start off with myself um I'm only putting myself above Aaron for now just simply because of Aaron's running back situation. I think if Aaron's running backs are healthy, if he has Austin Eckler, if he has Saquon, which honestly I feel like they're trending towards coming back sooner than later, then I think I think Aaron's going to be right back up there. And I think it'll be mainly he and I being 1A and 1B for the time being at least. Um, then, Chris, honestly, I think – I know last week you guys were talking about tiers. I think definitely you and Hayden are in a tier. I think you guys are similar to one another and very comparable. Um, while you didn't have Cup and Kamara, I honestly thought Hayden had you beat out there. But with Cup coming back and Kamara coming back, um, I think that beats you out, beats Hayden out just a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I think whoever ends up being healthier between you and Hayden at the end of the year is honestly going to be the better team. So I don't know. I, I, I compare you guys. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And what was your comment about Kyle again? Oh, just go fuck himself. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess that's, I just want to make sure. I just want to be sure that was clarified. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I almost forgot. All right. Yeah. Tim, Aaron, anything stick out to you about Anthony's power rankings? Uh, I'm too high, but that's probably the main thing that sticks out to me. You're at six. You think that's too high? I filled out mine, and I put myself at eight right now. Holy moly. Until the Jonathan Taylor question is answered, I, I'm, I'm sitting on the fritz. Jeez. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to put Tim that low, but I might have switched Mount Passmore and, and Tim. Because I, I think head-to-head, I would still probably take Tim over Don, even though – you know, Don technically beat Tim this past week. I feel like if he played 10 times, Tim's going to win most of those. So uh, he also has just been injured, which is to no fault of his own. So I would have probably switched to those two, but I think the rest is fairly accurate. I mean, it is interesting with Hayden. Like he, he still has to prove it. We like his team on paper, but at the end of the day, like you got to have the results and, He's sitting there at one and three at number five. So who, who who reviewed the Hayden matchup during the review? Was it you, Aaron? I believe it was me. Yeah. Versus Anthony. Something like Hayden's still trying to prove like his worth or prove like his credibility or something like that. And that just felt kind of like a dig. That was kind of cold. Like, well, just pro- prove <laughs> that he is who we think he is. Prove that he's a good person. Um, blah blah blah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, because I mean, you know, going into the season, right? We pegged him as a playoff team, and I still think he 
talent wise has the caliber to be one, but I mean, you got to get wins. You got to win. Yep. So he's got to start winning. And it's unfortunate he's in the Chipotle division because it's just a bloodbath every week. It sure is. All right. Hayden's well. team is so freaking young that I think Hayden's team has a lot of really good long-term dynasty pieces that just need time to develop. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is Anthony's view of the league. Let us know what you think about his on the social medias. But until then, we're going to try our best to finally make you some money. The This League Guarantee. Last week, I'm going to just say it. We got two or three. We definitely got two or three. Tim, I'll let you know. Or I'll let you explain why your Chiefs minus nine didn't hit when it totally should have. Man, this is two out of four weeks. I've just been absolutely hosed by teams technically maybe making the right NFL decision, but like for the gamblers, it is awful. Patrick Mahomes into the game. Uh, Chiefs are up three, and we had the line at Chiefs minus nine, right? So you need a touchdown. They're driving. They're milking the clock. The game's clearly over. Mahomes needs to convert a first down where he has to cross the two-yard line to get the first down, and he does that on a key third, and he slides down between the two in the in the end zone because technically then they can run the clock out in the last like forty seconds, whatever. This so, score points for real, for real. Like, you, you think the Jets are you guys they're going to score a touchdown? No timeouts. Like, wh- when did we stop scoring points? I don't know. Whenever we started giving out participation trophies, that's when. Mm-hmm. All right. Tasty. However, my Puka Nakua over six and a half catches. Let's go. He about solved that in the first quarter. If you watch that game, he was he was on us and on us quickly. As for Aaron, he had Broncos Chargers under 46 and a half. That did not happen. And I am also guilty because I love that bet. Yeah, didn't happen. Uh, Vegas was way more on this game than I was apparently. And I mean, Justin Fields just overnight turned into a competent quarterback against the Denver defense. Yeah, I know. Anybody want him? (laughs) There's one of two truths. (laughs) Either the Broncos defense is really that bad, or Justin Fields is better than how he's been playing. We're going to find out next week whenever Zach Wilson plays the uh, the Broncos defense. So what is it, the uh, movable object against the – immovable force or something like that <laughs> yes i heard I unstoppable heard force meets the immovable there it object. is there it yeah is. there it is <laughs> all right thank well. you guys i'm out <laughs> see ya all right well uh <laughs> we're gonna switch it up a little bit this week because we have anthony's blessing anthony is joining the guarantee that's going to knock it up to a plus one one eight nine but this is the week to not only put your rent on it, but put like your life savings on it because we're taking care of you this week. So, um, Anthony, what the hell? We'll start with you. What is your leg of the parlay this week? What the hell? What the hell? This leg of mine is going to be your friendly Indianapolis Colts taking on those hillbillies from Tennessee. (laughs) 
them Tennessee Titans. And we're going to roll with the over 42.5 points this week. I'm feeling good about it. Last week, the Colts game was, what, 29-23? to 23, Some high. BS like that? Hey, that's over. That's over to me, the math nothing. But I did do a little bit of research, and I saw that the we're doing a little bit of a zig while the public zags. So we're going to kind of do a little fade the public here. We're going to kind of kind of play the numbers. What we're doing, baby. I dig it, and I'm hoping for some points that game because I will be in attendance. So let's roll. Let's score some points. Hey, that makes two of us. Hey, how about it? Anthony Richardson, let's get on it. Um, Aaron, I'll throw it over to you. Your leg of the This League Guarantee. I'm stepping away from over-unders and money lines, just traditional bets. I liked your prop bet last week, Chris, and it inspired me to go with a prop of my own this week. I'm going C.J. Stroud has over 248.5 passing yards against the Atlanta Falcons. And I think – this line, I was really surprised that it was set to this. I figured, you know, I've seen lines with Jared Goff for all intents and purposes, like 270 before. I mean, CJ Stroud's on a historic pace with yardage, and he's already passed for 1,200 yards through four games, averaging 300 yards a game. I just, I am very confident that they're going to continue to pass heavily he's only getting better than the falcons defense is not that imposing so i don't know what the sports books are seeing that maybe i'm not seeing but i like where this line is set i think the texans are going to continue to pass because again they just are not as effective running the ball and you know maybe they they're banking on the falcons trying to play keep away to limit the possessions of the texans but that's really the only way i see this line not hitting. So I like CJ Stroud to continue his hot streak. All right. CJ Stroud over 248 and a half passing yards. I'll jump in here. My leg of the this league guarantee. I'm going back to the old faithful game lines. We got the Cowboys going to San Francisco to play the Niners. And guys, why are the Niners only three and a half point favorites? Smash that. There we go. Niners minus three and a half against the Cowboys this week. Listen, the Cowboys put up, what, 38 on the Patriots last week. The Patriots lost their best defensive lineman that sometimes hybrids to linebacker. They're all over peace in Matthew Judon. And they also lost what has been a very promising rookie cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, in like the first half of that game. They were already down, you know, however many points. And the Cowboys just mopped the floor with them. Just mop the floor with them. Um, so I think that could probably explain why the Cowboys looked so good last week. When the week before they lost to the Cardinals, who the Niners just whooped last week. So with this being in San Francisco, the Cowboys, I tried not to go down narrative street, but like primetime games, like, come on. When are they? They're going to just embarrass themselves on national television. The Niners, they've looked like a machine. They've been killing everybody they play. I expected a larger line than this, but I like Niners minus three and a half Sunday night football. And that is my line. Tim, we'll throw it over to you to finish it. I almost feel like I need the sad recorder playing while I go over this one. Um, but the last play. 
Oh man. This week. I'm taking off the Homer hat and I'm gonna get the Cardinal plus three at home against my Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals vibes couldn't be lower. I've been watching the press conferences closely this week and it seems like a team right on the edge. Like Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, head coach, offensive coordinator, coming out saying, yeah, we don't need to change anything. The offense is fine. We're just, you know, we just haven't hit the plays. We we are so bad right now. Joe Burrow just, like, the offense is built for him to be Joe Burrow, and right now he's not. And the Cardinals look good. They've been playing good ball, and they look even better at home. Um, and so plus three just feels like I, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, and I don't think I, I would not be shocked. I almost went money line Cardinals. Oh God. <laughs> it, it, it's a bet. I, it's a bet. I like, even though I'm a Bengals fan. So coming from the man wearing the Bengals suspenders right now, yeah. man, Jim, thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> what a sad, if wrong, then okay. It's whatever. <laughs> What a sad line that is, man. Jeez. All right. Well, that is going to end on a sad note. What is should be a very happy and exciting We're gonna make money. We got it this, this league parlay. As a reminder, Tim with the Cardinals plus three against the Bengals. Aaron with CJ Stroud over 248 and a half passing yards. Anthony with over 42 and a half points in the Colts Titans matchup. And your boy, Niners minus three and a half against the Cowboys. Go put 10 bucks on it. It's going to win you $128. I mean, we dang near guarantee it. Let's get on to the week five preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, that's, that's gross. That's going to catch on one day. That's going to catch on one day. I'm going to keep doing it. By week's return, ladies and gentlemen, depth will be tested. <laughs> Here we Please God, no. go. On by this week, we got the Cleveland Browns, so no Jerome Ford, no Amari Cooper. We got the Seahawks, no Ken Walker, no DK Metcalf. We got the Chargers, no Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and we got the Bucks, no Evans, no Godwin. They're starting, ladies and gentlemen. And this week, you have the ret- potential return, it's worth mentioning, of two absolute stalwarts to their rosters. Jonathan Taylor, all signs point to him returning this Sunday, returning triumphantly to close but no Jamar's roster. And, of course, you got Mr. Cooper Cup, the undisputed wide receiver one when he has played the past three seasons, returns to Team Fairlife, you boys, roster, assuming he plays. It's looking a little less likely he plays than Jonathan Taylor, but keep your eyes on the news. Now, imagine if both of these guys were in the same matchup, you know, if, like, both rosters could play them the first week they get back and they play against each other. (laughs) Could be reality. That could be reality. You have to stick around and see. Our first week five preview matchup, we are going to be having Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at one and three, taking on Anthony. And Mr. Team Uninspired Youth undefeated at 4-0. Sleeper giving Anthony a 73% chance of victory. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, I only see that number whenever somebody hasn't, like, set a defense or a tight end or something. Both of them have set their their roster. And Anthony has a 73% 
percent chance of victory. I call that a sheesh if I've ever seen one. Um, Anthony has a couple buys to deal with. Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. Meanwhile, Clayton is losing. I guess Elijah Moore. That's kind of uh, that's kind of notable, I guess, for him. God, Tim, you look sexy, man. Wow, getting hot in here. I take off the t-shirt. Hey, man, <laughs> terrible podcasting. But Tim just took the undershirt out from his Bengals suspenders. So now I just see like. Tim's bare chest and shoulders with the Bengal suspenders. We're ready for that skin-on-skin contact with my baby. That's right. And the rest is up to imagination, in my views, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. All right. So uh, in order to replace his bye week, folks, Anthony's calling on Zay Flowers and Jerry Judy to replace those guys, um, which, along with Ramon Jerry, doesn't appear to be stud pieces you'd expect from Anthony's team. But sometimes, you know, Travis Kelsey – Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey can make all of your pain go away. Now, as for Clayton and the Red Rocket, here's his four season totals this week. 91, 102, 101, 113. Now, that's not going to like win you a game against a top-tier team. But I think Clayton has officially crossed that line where, you know, if you pull a week four Aaron type of performance, sir, last week. Thanks. Thanks. Clayton can punish you. I think he's there now, which I think, you know, for the pro- for the progress of the Red Rocket is good news. Um, and I mean, even if you look at this matchup, Drake London, Damian Pierce, Damian Harris, even hell, you know, had the potential to fall into the end zone. And Nico Collins, hello, I mean, he could pop off for another thirty at this point. We've seen he can do it. He's done it a few times now. Looking forward to watching C.J. Stroud and him make a bunch of beautiful babies down there in Houston. Um, I think for Clayton, the only lineup decision is maybe. Joe Burrow, we obviously just heard Tim's very excited take on how he thinks that game's going to go. And then he'll also probably be monitoring a Jonathan Taylor situation for Zach Moss, who has been a very important part of his lineup the past couple of weeks. I'm taking Anthony here. However, I just don't see an Aaron type of performance in his future this week. And I think he should take care of Clayton fairly early into the afternoon games. Yeah, I'm rolling with Anthony as well. I don't see... The train stopping here, and uh, I think he wins fairly easily on the backs of uh, Kelsey, JJ, and Christian McCaffrey, like you already said. Talk that makes three of us. Anthony, who are you taking? That, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Clayton in this one. No, I'm t- going to take myself. Um, I, the only thing that I think is uh, – so I do have like – I guess I have one lineup decision, but it's not really a big one. I guess I'd be really looking at like Zay Flowers or a guy like Tyler Boyd. I'm kind of surprised that Tyler Boyd is technically projected more than Zay Flowers. One, considering the matchup, and two, just how not great that Cincinnati Bengals offense has looked. So I don't know. It's kind of small potatoes, but I just kind of found that interesting. That's a T. Higgins. About to say, is that a T. Higgins factor? Yeah, he came out and said he was going to try to play through it, um, but he didn't practice today. So, T- TBD. It, in a game where Higgins or Chase has missed, Tyler Boyd performs. Like, you know, he, he steps up to the plate. So, wasn't he like a top like 20 wide receiver at one point in fantasy? Tyler Boyd. Didn't he have like that one he, season? He, he has his moments for sure. I thought I remember him being like a stud like four or five years his ago. Third, third year, he was wide receiver 17. Maybe that's fourth what it was. Year, wide receiver 23, then 35, 32, 29. You know, like just, just solid wide receiver three. 
The wide how many years has he been in the league? Do you know, Tim? Do you know how many years? 2016. So this is year seven. Year eight. Wow. 28 year old. Sheesh. Crazy. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next matchup here. It is another clash in the Cadoba division, and I, for one, am very excited about this one. Absolutely. This this has legs to be a potential you know matchup to watch. Uh, it, it's still early in the season, but it's a battle for that early two spot in Kidoba. Steven with a slight edge per sleeper at 53% chance to win. Uh, both lineups are set questionable defense in for Don right now, so it might be more of a 50-50 pick em, uh, if anything gets altered. Nice. For Don. 50. You've got that the, the the kind of scenario that you typically try to avoid, right? It, in my opinion, so Brock Purdy against the Dallas defense, you know, Chris, you know, maybe Dallas embarrasses themselves, but I think that's going to be more the offensive side. I think their defense is stout mm-hmm. and super worthy, um, so it could be tough sledding there. As well as on the flip side of that, having Tony Pollard against the San Francisco 49ers defense that is just filled with studs. Um, You don't get a ton of of running on them. So, I mean, a couple of, like, right off the bat, that game is going to be huge for are they beating each other up or is there going to be a high-scoring affair? Not sure yet. True. Miles Sanders, uh, he's gutting it out, but the groin injury clearly is limiting him. Um, He's not – you know, he's a high-end RB2, I think, right now, but you would potentially hope to get a little bit more out of him. Olave in a plus matchup. Chris, you went over the corners earlier. Uh, Christian Gonzalez out, just traded for J.C. Jackson to bring him back. So potential, uh, you know, shortcoming at cornerback this week for the Patriots. So you'd like to see Olave bounce back after a one-catch game. I, I almost took the under in the Saints-Patriots game, no matter what it was, because that just feels gross. In New England, it just feels really nasty. Yeah, one o'clock game, yeah. Yeah, the, just, the, just yeah, feels kind of gross. I the game you. you're going to forget that's on on red zone. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, hey, not, wow, Chris Olave, nine-yard catch. Highlight. We're not going to uh, Higby continues to be a, a good tight end option for Don. He got paid, and, and he's you know, a guy that you plug in there and you don't think twice right now. We're given the, the tight end landscape. Steven plucks Matt Stafford off the bench, off the waivers. The waivers, uh, yeah. Right into the lineup because of those bye weeks. Pesky. Deshaun Watson and Justin Herbert both on bye. Uh I was scrolled down to see that. I was like, oh, yeah, he's still got Trey Lance. wonder if he's ever going to play another down in the NFL. <laughs> um, and doing it on the backs of the elite Diggs and Brown combo is tough to beat any week. And we're, we beat this horse dead. But if you don't look at Steven's running backs. Oh, my God. It's, you're like, wow, he's going to hog walked on. Like, it's not going to be close. But then you look and see Jarek McKinnon and Dalvin Cook. And you just got a little bit of baby vomit in your mouth. And yeah. It's like, oh, man, like, ugh. absolutely. So, um, Don not impacted by the bye weeks. Uh, the only guy he's got out is JSN and Jigbuzz in Paris. Uh, looks to be a 2024 and beyond play. He just, he's not involved in that offense right now. Unfortunately. Uh, so, you got you to gotta think and hope brighter days are ahead, but you know. That's a conversation for another day. I'm going to stick with Steven and the hot wide receiver duo to take the dub. 
Yeah, I've also got uh, Steven winning this matchup. I just love the Diggs and Brown combo, as you already mentioned. Just the ceiling that they can provide for his team, despite some of the lackluster performances you're you know, pretty used to expecting from Steven at the RB position. And yeah, I think up and down, I like Steven's lineup just a little bit better this week. I, I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I'm, I'm picking Don because even I just, I just do not think you can win with a running back core of Jerry McKinnon and Dalvin cook. Like at this point it is can Don's running backs score more than the differentiate than the differential between Steven's wide receivers and Don's wide receivers, if that makes sense. Like, can they score enough? Because I'm looking at Jerick McKinnon and Dalvin Cook. I will be shocked, shocked if they get over 10 points combined. I'll be I'll be blown away. So when you start with that, I just I can't consciously pick that to beat what we've already established as a solid team in Don. So I'm taking Don. Anthony, who you got? I think I'm going to take Don in this one. Um, I am looking not only is the running back differential just a little bit too great for me, but I'm looking down Steven's lineup, and I'm just seeing a lot of red from those from those players like A.J. Brown, Ingram, Kirk, Jacoby Myers. I'm wondering if, if Steven should play Michael Thomas over Jacoby Myers, that would be the lineup decision that I would kind of be pondering, honestly. But over on Don's side, you know, I gave him some praise earlier. I think this is going to be the real prove it game for Don. Is he better than Steven? Yeah, I'll take that. He's going to have to show us right here. So, and I think I, he's got some good, better matchups. Um, granted, Steven has the better, the better two guys and Diggs and Brown, but I don't know. I think Don's team is a little bit more steady. So I'm going to go with Don. There we go. Two for Don, two for Steven in a matchup that will decide, you know, who gets that leg up maybe in one of those last playoff positions come the end of the year. We'll move on to the next matchup. We have the battle of the defeated against the undefeated. We have Zach and Brees Lightning coming into this one at 0-4, taking on Stretch and Walker hardly know her at 4-0, undefeated. Stretch coming into this one with a 66% chance of victory. Zach dealing with Mar- largely David Njoku, Josh Palmer on by, while Stretch, um, he's kind of getting beat up by the bye a little bit. He has Mike Evans, Ken Walker on by, so Stretch is going to call on the likes of Garrett Wilson, um, James Conner to come in, and obviously David Montgomery is going straight back into your lineup after um, the impressive performance he had last week. Um, saying all that, I do think Zach is going to be competitive. I don't think he wins. I am taking Stretch here. But I, I think he's competitive, even with Stretch's kind of new additions. I mean, James Conner gets a mid-tier Bengals run defense, and Garrett Wilson gets maybe the worst defense the league has ever seen in the Broncos. So um, I, I don't think they'll be too much of a detriment to him. And as for Zach, I'm looking to see – if the new $25 fab bid, Jaleel McLaughlin, gets into his starting lineup, running back for the Broncos, I understand he may be paid up because he has the Javante Williams owner. But if that's the case, like, which running back do you take out of Zach's lineup? I mean, I don't think I spend $25 on a potential backup to the backup running back if I'm not going to play him that week. So, like, looking at 
looking at Zach's lineup right now, which running back do you take out? I don't, I don't know. Matt Madison, I guess, against a tough KC front. Cam Makers gets more work, but um, you got to think McLaughlin gets in the roster somehow, unless, especially if Javante Williams is out. So that would be an interesting decision he has to make. Um, I do bet that Zach wishes McLaughlin was a wide receiver because he's starting Wandale Robinson and Josh Downs. So, yeah, I think that alone swings it and stretches favor for me. Um, but at least Zach gets to watch CJ Stroud play football again. So you can take that one home with you. I'm taking stretch here. I also have stretch. I mean, at the end of the day, Zach has yet to eclipse 100 points this year. I'm not sure if it'll happen this week either. So. I'm going to take the undefeated team with definitely the higher performing assets at this time and stretch. Yep. Taking stretch as well. Yeah. I think I too, am going to take Mr. I'm going to ruin Anthony's life. Mr. Kyle's too. (laughs) Mr. Kyle. All right. Well, we move on to the next matchup now. Clean sweep for stretch going to that one. It is a cross-divisional battle this week. We have your boy, Team Fairlife, and Chris coming into this one at 2-2, two and two, taking on Tim, close but no Jamar, at 1-3. and three. And this right here is a former Civil War matchup. For those who might be relatively new listeners, uh, Tim... Chris and myself at one point in time lived together in the same dwelling and it was called the tack house, which was a moniker that that stood for Tim, Aaron and Chris, hence T a C house. We were wanting, they were wanting to call it cat house, but I vetoed that. No, will not happen. Tack tack was a much better (laughs) fit and it stuck great times for sure. Sleeper has Chris as a 51% chance of victory. Tim, you finally get JT back. Colt, go Get the pom-poms out. Get the champagne out. It's about time. Needed him badly. Question now is, how will he perform? How does he look? What will the workload be in his first game back? But Tim says, I don't care about any of that. We're getting him in the lineup. We're just going to. See it live, baby. We're going to let it roll. Maybe D-Hop can get it rolling, and we'll carve up the Colts secondary because, boys, as much as I'm a Colts fan, they are cheeks as a unit in the defensive secondary. Remember when we talked about, like, oh, Hopkins is going to slaughter the Colts? Literally ran through my mind, like, damn, I hope I'm not facing him this week. (laughs) Oh, it sucks. Yep, and unfortunately for you, you are. And – I mean, there's a lot of juicy matchups up and down Tim's lineup this week. You got Jamar Chase versus Arizona. Granted, Arizona has been playing much better than we all thought they would preseason. But still, it's still the Cardinals. Jamar Chase is still super talented and just effing throwing the ball, right? You saw his quote this week. He came out and said, just get me the ball and you're not going to have any problems. So. I think he's going to command a lot of targets this week, especially if T. Higgins sits. Aaron Jones versus the Raiders. Isaiah Pacheco versus Minnesota. Even Darren Waller versus Miami. Granted, Darren Waller has not been the asset that we thought he was going to be, but that's a really good matchup to get back on track. I love all of those matchups. And up and down the board, I just I like Tim's uh, lineup this week. 
Big X factor, as I already mentioned, JT and Aaron Jones to an extent from my vantage point. You got to see how he bounces back from last week. He was in the lineup and, you know, didn't play up to his normal standard. But if he is healthy, he obviously brings the juice. Can they bring the big performances in the lineup where Tim, quite frankly, has just lacked that in recent weeks? So we'll see how that plays out for Tim. For Chris, on the other end, you get to deploy Josh Allen across the pond in the UK to start off the Sunday slate, and that boy going to cook, and I bet he's going to be cooking some baked beans in the I'm morning. I about to say, he's going to have the fattest English breakfast over there. <laughs> Absolutely. Who, who eats you, baked beans for breakfast, dude? Like, uh, What are they doing over there? British, man. It's, uh, what are they it's crazy. Doing? I I don't get it. Did, by the way, real aside, when you were over there, did you did you try baked beans in the morning? Oh hell no, no 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 okay. no no. All right, it was offered. Didn't it's, conform. It's literally like on it's about every brunch menu, but I didn't. I no way, no way. Mm-hmm. I respect it. I respect it. Stay true to the American spirit. Um, but yeah, so you gotta love how Josh Allen's been playing recently. Just been on fire. I gotta ask you though, you are benching. Calvin Ridley in favor of Michael Pittman. I mean, I know he's your guy. I get that. But Tredavious White is out for the year. He tore his ACL. And he should continue to command targets. I feel like the two targets this previous week, that's a bit of an anomaly. You feel like you're plugging, you're pulling the plug a little too early, maybe, on Calvin Ridley. See, I I'm still not convinced he's he's the top target. I know he had like a really good week one. But it's been trending down 11 in week one and then 8-7-2 last week. Um, don't get me wrong. I think he's still a really good fantasy asset. But, like, Christian Kirk's been getting near the double-digit target thing again. So, uh, I've thankfully, I think I have the depth to just sit him on my bench and just be like, hey, just just prove it. You know, I know Michael Pittman. I, I would consider his last week an anomaly when he only got two targets. Um, and you might argue Anthony Richardson, but he had 11 targets week one. Anthony Richardson's always looking for Michael Pittman. So I know he's the one. I know he's going to get me some points against a really susceptible Tennessee Titans pass offense. So that's that's the reason why I'm going with him this week. Yeah, that's fair. I felt like it was just an interesting storyline for your, for your matchup this week. Kyron Williams and Devon Achan in the flex Come spots. On. That's really nice. They should keep performing. Kyron Williams with the volume-based touches and Devon Achan just been absolutely explosive. Can DJ Moore continue his momentum? That'll be a question to be answered as early as tomorrow Let's night. See we find out tomorrow night. And Hawk, I think he could also be a, a big difference maker for you in what's projected to be a high-scoring affair. You got to score points against the Chiefs. I think Hawk is in that equation. Both teams are healthy coming into this, not affected very much by the bye weeks as well. I went back and forth on this. Originally, I picked Chris to win, but I went back and saw the matchups across the board for Tim. They are so juicy. He gets his full team healthy. I think Tim reminds everyone that, hey, this was my plan. This is my plan all along. This is the vision I had of what I would put out there, and I'm taking him by a nose. I like Tim to win this matchup and get back on track, get himself to two and three. Me up. 
and shut up everyone in the league who's talking trash to him, including myself, yeah. including other Come people on, that's Tim. saying that's saying what's going on with Tim's team. So I, I'm picking Tim. I am well this is awkward because Aaron just gave that very emotional speech talking right. about the haters that are <laughs> thinking thinking Tim's team is on downward spiral. I am actually gonna be taking Chris here. Um I am just gonna be taking Chris just because um Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if he's gonna play this week or not. I hope he does, but question don't know what we're gonna see, honestly. To be determined there. Pacheco, I'm not sold that he's going to do what he did last week every single week, but he could prove me wrong there. Hopkins, kind of similar to what we talked about earlier. Um, Is he going to – is he going to put up 10 points? Is he going to put up 20 points? That could be big in a game with Chris where Chris is – I'm expecting Chris to be able to put up points. Um, Darren Waller, I'm not excited about him. Um, but I don't know. Tim does have weapons. A guy like C.D. Lamb, a guy like Aaron Jones, Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, all those guys are going to pop off. I just think Chris just might have a little bit more firepower and just a little bit more certainty going into this. Ooh, uh, I'm taking me too. Um, even though Aaron did make a really good point about the matchups, I didn't really like sit on that thought until you said it. And he gave you a really good gas-up speech. So even if I do lose, I will be very sad. But I'll be like, I'll just... You know, I'm like stunned on these hoes, Tim. Man, I, I've been playing in the basement this year, playing playing on the, on the floor. Uh, my points went 114, 109, 113, 113. I'm nothing if not consistent. Um, <laughs> I would love to see Jamar Chase continue the trend upward and, you know, He's not supposed to be wide receiver 21 on the year. He's supposed to be top five. So if I could, if I can get a, a ceiling play, I, I'd love to just see a, a couple ceiling plays and time it up. Um, that being said, I'm going to rock with Chris in this one. Uh, my edge. Um, I, Josh Allen is on a bender. That is true. That, that scares me. Those The Buffalo points scare me. I, I thought you were just going to say, I've been in the dweller, I've been down, and I'll back it! I was going to just, like, get hype. <laughs> kind of burst in my bubble there. All right. hey, unless, yeah, baby. No, no. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I, I will say, I feel like this is... All year. I, I'd say, hey. I will say, this is the first week where I look at your team, and I'm like, no holes. Like, you have really good spots at every position. Like, the past three, I'm like, why, who is, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like, this... L- this L- let me just say this real quick, real, real quick. I have a theory about JT and how the Colts are going to utilize him. First of all, he's a full participant in practice today. So we got that report that he is he's practicing in full. Yeah, yeah. The, Col- the, Colts and, the Colts and JT's relationship is not good, right? So what can they do? They can give him 40 carries and just – see what he does it sounds so abusive they, they just <laughs> won't get out there they, they will literally just put him just dr- dr- pile drive him into the ground just and like just make sure burn. that he he just has to he won't even come off the field they'll do no huddle he'll get seven carries in a row and just have to go do oxygen like linemen do i mean he and will so 
<laughs> he's going to make a pass he, out. <laughs> he's going to play safety as well. He's going to be on special teams. <laughs> I mean, they're going to get their money's worth because he is not going to be in the Colts uniform next year. So, I mean, when in Rome, man, they're just going to use the heck out of him. That's my theory. Gosh, I mean, hey, that's true. Or just use the heck out of him and maybe get a good trade offer in the next couple weeks. I can see that being a real possibility as well. Let's move on to the last matchup. Anthony, giving you the honors on this one. It is our matchup to watch this week, and it's a big one in the Chipotle division. Yes, sir, it is. We have Aaron. Three and one heading into this matchup against a hungry Hayden at one and three. Eesh. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. So we have this is as close to 50-50 as you can get. 50. Aaron has a 51% chance to win and is projected 127.14. But wait, Hayden what? has a 49% chance to win? Huh? Huh? Hey, and he's projected one twenty four point three nine, three points less. Something's up here. By Something's far, up. the highest point total on the week projected. By God, by God! But I had the pleasure to be on the phone with Hayden earlier this afternoon, where I said, you know. Mr. Hayden, I'm going to be on this podcast later, and I have to cover your little. Uh, I have to cover your little matchup. So I was able to get an, an exclusive inside oh, look at Hayden's brain, and this is what his brain said. His brain said, "If I lose this game, I'm pretty much backed into a corner, and I'd have to win to kill somebody." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good journalism by me. But this man sounds like he will do whatever it takes to oh win. God. Um, starting off here, we're just going to go top top to bottom. I'm a top guy now. So <laughs> nice. looking at the QB battles, we got Hayden with Patrick Mahomes against Aaron with Kirk Cousins. Got Gotta have to give the nod to Pat Mahomes here. Um, one question for Aaron is, is Saquon going to play? He's due back here soon. Things are looking good. It's just I feel like it's either this week or next. It's just one of those things. I don't know. Um, tough matchup for Mark Andrews this week going against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, I still think he's going to do better than Hunter Henry, though, so I'll give the nod to Aaron there with the tight end matchup. Same. And it's not like you're not going to start Mark Andrews anyway, so – whatever um don't love tutu atwell as aaron's final flex spot even though higgins isn't doing well i i think i would still play higgins but i understand why you're you're going away from higgins though completely understand um and at this time aaron has the chief's defense i'm thinking that he's probably going to swap that out especially if he's going to play Kirk cousins so that just kind of like seems counterintuitive but Whatever, homie. You do you, brother. Probably giving now, him all kind of ideas right now. He's probably like, oh, you're, 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 you're freaking right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know but, what I have up my sleeves. You never know. know. A spicy $0 fab bid coming your way. 
All right. Well, now we're going to look at Hayden's side real quick. Um, actually, just kidding. Mostert. Is this going to bounce, bounce back week for Mostert? Because he didn't practice today. We don't really know why I need yet. it. But... I need it. It should be, right? It's not, it's not that he didn't get usage last week. It's just A-Chan took his opportunities to the freaking moon. Like, I think, I think yeah, Mostert still got, you know, almost half the carry. So, could be a return week for him. Yep, yep. And now, now we're going to officially look at Aaron or Hayden's side over here. Um, Bijan Robinson, going into this game with Aaron, Hayden needs all of his guys to perform. He needs firepower. Is Bijan going to be able to finally get some points on the board, get in the end zone? This would be, if he scores a touchdown this Sunday, it'd be a second career touchdown. Only touchdown of his career was all the way in week one, which already seems forever ago. We're in the, we're in officially the second quarter of the NFL. Shut season, up. Girls. Shut up. Little hey, scary. I hate that. It's going by so <laughs> fast. And by the way, Bijan's going to score three touchdowns against me. Don't worry. <laughs> I love the reverse psychology. Right. And then I have a I wanted to talk to you guys about this. Hayden is not going to be starting at this time, not starting Jameer Gibbs. That's gotta be a probably a tough lineup decision going against Aaron. If I was Hayden, it would be one of those things where it feels like whatever week I don't start Jameer Gibbs is going to be the week he explodes finally. And then whatever week I do start him. David Montgomery is just going to pop off. But what are your guys' thoughts on not starting Jameer Gibbs? It makes sense to me. I mean, at best, he's been a flex play this entire season. And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. You know, go down that methodology and you get to a place where you can only bear it so long before you have to pivot somewhere else. So I, it makes sense to me that he's pivoting away from that. And especially if Debo's healthy, I think that's, that's the big, he'd be a better spot. That's the big thing for me. Like Debo was basically like a, like a decoy out there last week. Like he played, but I think he only got like two touches or something. No design plays for him, which they usually do in that offense. So I'd be pretty closely monitoring Debo, especially considering going up against Dallas. That could kind of be a recipe for disaster. Gibbs might be the safer play, but I do agree that if Debo is Debo, he's he has the more upside even against a Dallas defense. And and even if Debo wasn't healthy, I, I know I'm playing Hayden, so like, you know, not trying to give full advice here, but he's got plenty of guys he could pivot to. Tank Dell, you know, AJ Terrell is gonna be on Nico Collins. And then you got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs against Vegas. That's not a great matchup either. So, uh, as in not a great matchup, as in the Raiders' defense is awful. So, he has options. Right. All right. And then how close is Cooper Cup to coming back? Is it could he come back this week or not? Is that a is that a thing? Uh, the last I heard is he's pushing to play as the as the Cooper Cup owner. Um, no guarantee okay. yet, but I heard he's pushing. He practiced in full today, so. Okay, okay. So I bet that'll be interesting to see if it, what his impact does to Puka there. 
And then I'm not thinking that Hayden Hayden needs a win here, especially in a tough division where if he's going, if he gets, if he goes down to one and four, it just might be too much of a climb for him to back. Not going to say this is a loser leaves town game because I think Aaron's team isn't going to go anywhere. But I think if Hayden's team loses, then I think this is a he should start looking at flights back home kind of game. Oof. Doesn't have to leave town. Doesn't have to buy the tickets. You should open but... up Google Flights kind of thing. You know, just get an yeah, idea. You yeah. know, set a price alert. You know, like maybe that'd be good when prices get to a good point. Be considering buying them. Right. In this economy, you definitely hey, should brother. be. In this economy. Yes, yes. And then my final little nugget here for you guys. We got two teams. Aaron, he's trying to get back. He's trying to follow me in our division, trying to chase that number one seed. And then we got Hayden, who's trying to climb out of a little bit of a hole here. Who needs this win more, Aaron or Hayden? It's Hayden for me. Is that who you're going with, Anthony? I think so. I think I would go with Hayden. All right, Tim, who you got? I'm going with Hayden as well. I like I just like the lineups or the matchups in his lineup slightly more and just enough to to eke it out. And then the the Amon Ross St. Brown question mark is still up in the air. So we'll see. Yeah, I I personally am actually going Aaron. Um, I'm respecting the champ here. I think Raheem Mostert. People might be panicking on him a little too much as somebody who has watched a lot of Devon Achan film for no reason other than to just get me excited at night. Um, Raheem Mostert was still being used all over the place. He still looked fast. I think people are just overreacting because Devon Achan is doing so well that they're just throwing Raheem Mostert, who was the RB1 in fantasy football before last week. So I think he has a really good bounce back game against the Giants. I consider him... You know, a top five, fifteen running back this, or top fifteen running back this week as well. And then on Hayden's side, Hunter Henry is like the most blad person on either roster. And then nobody's really been talking about it. And I know maybe some other podcasts have been mentioning it, but like Jalen Waddle this year, if you had to guess, you're probably thinking, oh, you know, he's wide receiver thirty. You know, a little disappointing. He's currently wide receiver 56. I know he missed a week, but like even the weeks he has played, he finishes the wide receiver 31, wide receiver 44, wide receiver 47. Like I know he's a boomer bust guy, but like we just haven't even seen it this year. So until I see it, you know, I'm definitely not expecting a 30 point performance from him this week or anything like that. But like until I see it, I kind of got my eyeballs on Jalen Wald a little bit. He has just looked pretty disappointing this year. I have Hayden in this one. I usually am the guy that's like, I got to take myself regardless, no matter what. I'm going to just take myself to win it. I can't I can't get myself to do that. I, I was so lucky last week to win against Zach. I don't know if my luck continues. I hate the fact that I might have to play 2-2 Atwell in a flex spot. Hoorah. That's That's disgusting in my opinion. And even if Saquon is healthy and he does come back to play, he is coming back from a high ankle so fast. And as someone who literally had a grade two high ankle sprain in high school, it took me to get fully healthy six weeks to get back to 
you know, normal just operating uh, ability. And I was rehabbing hard every day. Now, I know that Saquon probably has more resources and trainers. <laughs> and is Saquon lot, and, and And he, he is a, a professional athlete. He has a lot of other things going for him that I definitely didn't have. But I just know in general, a high ankle sprain is a really hard thing to come back from and be your effective self. So I'm forced to start him if he does play, but I could see a really low scoring game from him. So I don't see a lot of points for me this week. If I do eke out a win, it's going to be because Hayden has an off week. But like Tim said, the matchups are really good. I, I think my luck runs dry and I fall to three and two. Well, there you have it. Three picks for Hayden. Wow. Three picks for Hayden. One for Let Russ Microwave. When you would think it'd be the opposite with where these two records stand, but I guess the combination of the matchups and the lineups, and I know um, Aaron has both Austin Eckler and Tyler Lockett out this week, and of course Kyle Pitts is on a forever bye because he sucks. So Correct. that is Correct. your week five preview. Let us know your thoughts, your picks on our social medias this league underscore pod. Let's get you guys out of here. www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go for, like I said earlier, all the transactions, all of the up-to-the-minute scores so you can follow along with, uh, with us on Sunday as we are stressing, sweating about our fantasy teams. As always, share, comment, leave us a good rating, and as always, just do to the like button what Aaron wants to do with Jonathan Taylor. Just abuse the like button. Just press it 40 times, even when it's broken. Just keep pressing it. No mercy on the like button. Click or don't click it. Just just abuse it. Retweet. Or, as always, guys, you could just move your cursor and click it. You could you could just click the like button. Anthony, sir, thank you so much for joining us this week. You were awesome as always. Hey, thank you guys for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I, this ain't the last you'll hear of me, I'm sure. Till next time, boys. I have one request. Yes. Can you sign us off with the Tony Bones Jones voice? It would be an absolute honor. Hit it. No. Guys, gals, moms, dads, come in a little close. I got a spot right here on the couch. It's leather. It's nice. Parts of it are snakeskin, but that doesn't matter right now. Because what matters is that you and I are together alone. Maybe we're in your car. Why is this couch in your car? I don't know. Figure that out. Regardless. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you listen, like, and subscribe to this lead. Do you like being silly? Do you like being with silly guys of all ages? <laughs> we, gotta get, we gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> this is the pod for you. Till next time, I'm Tony Bones Jones. And I'm always here for you, baby girl.
to finally make you some money. Fuck. The This League <laughs> Trade Raid. <laughs> Wrong drop. By the way, we have not had one trade this year yet. What are we doing? All right. Whoa. Guarantee time. Now, Anthony, can you please say the Pledge of Allegiance into your microphone? I pledge allegiance to Justin Bieber and the United States of Bieber Nation and to the Republic in which Arrowhead Stadium stands, one nation, under Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, in love forever. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I can I can I can say that your sound quality is great. 